Welcome to the Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey, guys. Hey, unicorn friends. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Okay, so mentally I'm doing really well. However, <laughs> this whole week essentially, for the first time in my life, um, my back um was my lower back has been strained. It was really bad pain. And I still had to go to um hearings and manage employees and you know payroll and try to do all the things when I could not move. Could not move, could not sit up straight. One day it was so bad. My husband telling me crawling around the floor, but you know, the show must go on. (laughs) And even as I was in that pain and, you know, I went to the chiropractor and I'm much better now. I'm still a little soreness. I just kept on operating in gratitude. (laughs) I kept on, uh, as I was crawling, I said, thank you, God, that I have hands, that I'm breathing, that I'm in my right mind that I have food. I just was not going to let it win. I wasn't going to let it win um, that, you know, I wasn't being superwoman. I was laying down, taking lots of rest. I took Friday off um, essentially and took a whole bunch of non-essential things off my calendar because I don't have an S on my chest and I'm not suggesting that's healthy, but I did as much as I could do. And I chose to operate in gratitude. You know, even though it was a little rough, you know, uh, shout out to my husband, Ty. (laughs) He literally had to do everything for me. And I was a little grouchy because I was in pain. And, you know, he, you know, clean, cook, walk the dog, get me up, get this for me, get that for me. And um, now that my back is good, I'm just so glad. (laughs) And just made me so, 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 so conscious that it's a blessing to be in good physical health. It's just such, because when you're in pain and when you don't have that, oh, you know, so I had a little taste of that over the weekend. So notwithstanding, I tried to do what I could. So when I got a little better, we did go fishing and, you know, watch the movies in in, in a laid down position with the (laughs) pillow underneath my knees and all the things. So um, I'm recording this with the heating pad to my back. (laughs) So I'm doing great. Everything is, you know, good, but life is still happening. And I I think it's so important to put that out there because sometimes, you know, people only talk about the good. It will give the impression that everything is always perfect and it isn't, but Within that imperfection, you can still have gratitude and joy and positivity. Even though having a severe back pain wasn't positive, I still was able to try to have a little fun, do a little fishing. We only stayed for like 30, 40 minutes and I had a seat 
and I had ice packs on my back, you know, you know, I was doing it, sitting down, improvise. And I just thought it was good to share it with you guys because, you know, the show must go on. And I kind of think it goes into our topic today, actually. The title of this episode is Doing It Afraid. Doing It Afraid. Now, to be a unicorn entrepreneur or unicorn period, one of the things that we believe in is doing difficult things well. We do difficult things well, okay? So we're going to face adversity. We're going to have hiccups. Life is going to happen to all of us. Death and family, loss of job, economic hardship, et cetera, et cetera. People talking about us, you know, badly. It's not true. And one huge important thing in order to really be free and live on the highest level is to get all of your validation internally and not be triggered or your mood determined by external factors. Okay. That's huge. And if you're a very reactive person or the opinions of other people, the action or inaction of another person can control your mood, your thoughts, the trajectory of your day, then you are not living, my friend, (laughs) on the highest level. Um, Your mood is subject to other people and you don't have control over yourself. And, you know, the last episode we talked about courage. I think I, I definitely had to follow it up with fair. What do you do when you feel fair? Right. Because these two episodes are really about the mindset work that we all have to do to operate at the highest level. This is really about how do you go from unhappy, dissatisfied, fully aware and upset at yourself because you know you're supposed to live this big life. And P.S. A big life can mean Whatever that means to you does not necessarily mean being famous and it doesn't necessarily mean being ridiculously rich. It can. And it's awesome if that's what you want. And if that's what you want, guess what? You can have it. (laughs) You know, all things, hey, are on the table. But what I'm saying is that the big juicy life, the living like a unicorn is really everything within you and all your talents being utilized while you're here on earth. And that could be, you know, being the best music teacher in the high school that you teach at and, you know, doing, you know, starting an online business that gives you extra money to live on a higher level or to give back to a cause that's important to you. So I want to be very clear that I am not defining for you what wealth is and what success is and what satisfaction is. But we can all agree being impacted on a deep level, mind, body, soul, by what other people do, what other people think, or even if our bodies, our physical bodies, start to fail us, that leaves us with very little control. 
right? And then if we master our minds, then we can live at the highest level, irrespective of if the dog used the bathroom on the carpet, if the boyfriend broke up with you, (laughs) if you're up 10 pounds, if you're down 10 pounds, if you got fired, okay? And the lie is, we, there's a lot of things we cannot control, but the lie is that we have way more control over our circumstances, over our life, over our finances than we think. And sometimes we'd like to believe that we don't so that we don't have to be responsible, okay? We don't have to be responsible. We can make it who's the president's the reason why I can't be successful or I didn't know my mother, that's why I can't be successful or uh, the color of my skin, this is why I can't, or I'm too chubby or overweight. No, Mm-mm. get your mind right, cultivate courage, learn to do it afraid, and you're gonna be able to do all things that are placed within you. That is my definition of success or satisfaction or living on the highest level. We all were born for different reasons. Everybody has a different amount of talent and skills. To utilize all of your talents and to fulfill the reason in which you've been placed here on this planet at this time, that is going to give you the highest satisfaction. On top of that, that may not be with career and job, but on top of that, how you think about yourself, the world, and what informs your actions is what is going to determine whether you're going to be able to do that or not. Okay. So we got to talk about this mindset thing. It's not foo-foo law. It is science-based because we're going to find out in a minute. Now, master the art of your feelings, right? And then you can execute your vision. So let's talk about fear. Let's talk about what that is. Fear is a chain of reactions in the brain that starts with a stressful stimulus and ends with the release of chemicals that cause a racing of the heart, fast breathing, energized muscles, and other things. And we hear the term fight or flight. Well, that those chemicals make us want either fight or flight. Okay. But it's a, it's a, it's a definitely anxiety inducing feeling, right? That, that was just described chemicals, heart racing, fast breathing, energized muscles. And basically this is all happening in our brains, scientific science. And when these autotomic responses are occurring, okay. A lot of times our anxiety level is going up. And we have to make a decision, are we going to fight or are we going to flight, right? So flight could mean instead of sticking up for yourself and in that deal and saying, no, this is what we agree to, starting boundaries and this is what I'm worth, sitting there and not saying anything and running home and eating a pint of ice cream. That might be flight, (laughs) you know, fight may be angry outbursts, you know, quote unquote, popping off and things that are not appropriate that probably have your blood pressure a little high. So what I always like to say um, is examine your results in your life. If the results don't lie. (laughs) So if you're not happy with the quality of your relationships, 
you're not happy with the amount of money in your bank book, if you're not happy with the space in which you live, if it doesn't look how you want, if it's not comfortable, if it's not with whom you want to live with, then you have to definitely look in your mirror and you have to start to think, what are the self-limiting beliefs? Okay, thoughts. Thoughts become feelings. Feelings am I touching and agreeing with that is causing me to produce the fruit that is my life? I challenge you to do that. Just take an assessment. I, I do a monthly assessment at the beginning of the month. You know, what are my weight goals? What are my financial goals? Marital goals? What are the goals I have with respect to my relationship with God and my friendships? How much do I want to give back to the community? How do I want to give back to the community? And I write them down. Okay. And then I measure them at the end of the month. And the results don't lie. So when my thinking is not what it should be, okay, when you have a whole bunch of negative thought patterns, when you are anxious, <laughs> when you are engaging in negative self-talk, your results are going to be very poor. When you are being intentional with your thoughts, and also not trusting everything that runs through your mind. You can't trust your feelings. Feelings are finicky. Feelings are not even always real. The way you feel is not always real. Okay, I'll give you an example. I had a really good friend who had been cheated on in her life in the past. And she was in a new happy relationship. Or, you know, a relationship she really wants. The guy checked off all of her boxes. You know, the dates were great. The consistency was there. You know, he was amazing. She was amazing. Everything was amazing. And then she would speak to me about it from time to time. And she was like, but what if he's cheating? What if, you know, somebody else he's texting? And I would say, what evidence do you have of that? What objective evidence do you have? Well, you know, one time he usually calls me every day at lunch and, you know, on Tuesday and on Friday, he didn't call me. Okay. Could there be a rational explanation for that? What did he tell you? Oh, he told me he had to work through lunch. Okay. (laughs) Has he ever lied to you before? No. So why are you making up a story in your head? thoughts are making you feel insecure feelings and it may have no basis in reality right so how you feel could be completely made up based on a story you're telling yourself in your head it may not be based on reality on facts so if that's the case you can't trust your feelings if you're feeling jealous or you're feeling insecure or you're feeling uh, deflated. I can't do that. I'm not smart enough. That's the feeling is a lie from the pits of hell and you should send it right back to where, from where it came from. Okay. But you need to replace those negative thoughts that are in your mind that may have been cultivated in childhood or in your younger years and replace them with positive thoughts, with new intentional Okay, so I want to share a story with you guys. 
instead of me doing New Year's resolutions, I do a theme for the year. It could be a a phrase or a, a word. And the theme I did 2018 was, Felicia, you are not allowed in the year of 2018 to make any emotional decisions. So in order to facilitate that or support that, I, anytime I had like a big decision to make, or even like, you know, uh, one that came to mind, you know, so it's not like I was writing down the decision to make go left or right, but any kind of, you know, decision with my job, with what I'm eating, I decided to write everything down and I would test how I felt against the evidence, the objective evidence. Okay. So that year I was very stressed. I I needed, uh, I was a solo. I was working um, a lot of hours. It was before I understood the power of hiring, which is going to be our next podcast topic. But I didn't know how to hire. I didn't know if I had enough money to hire. I was feeling a lot of anxiety about it. Therefore, I kept on putting it off because it caused anxiety. I didn't want to deal with it. But at the same time, I was dealing with, you know, my practice bustling, being extremely busy and tired. So I, you know, on Fridays, I decided that was the day I was going to sit down and write everything down. And I was just like, I can't, the lie, the feeling was anxiety, (laughs) high anxiety. The thought was, I can't afford to hire and I'm really busy and I'm, don't know how long I'm going to deal with this. That's the thought. The feeling was anxiety. The thought caused the feeling. And the feeling of anxiety, I, ch- I chose to be anxious, you know, to, to not do anything, even though I wanted to hire. So then I looked at my evidence. I have a bookkeeper. I contacted her. I contacted my CPA. I talked about my more. At that point, I wasn't having monthly bookkeeping reports. That's going to be a whole nother episode too. So I was never fully aware. I I knew my numbers. I was not fully aware of my margins, my profit margins at any given time in the month. And this is very early on. I know those things now (laughs) every single day, but at that point I did not know. And so I got information and it showed, I was like, can I see for the last eight months what my profit margins were? I had more than enough for a full-time, actually two full-time employees. I did not know that. The facts, the reality was I could afford help. But for a long time, I would say months, I you know, didn't sleep a lot because I was working. I was working a lot. I was tired. And you know what? Between you and me and this podcast, <laughs> there was a little bit of a payoff looking back you know, I wore my busyness as a badge, something in the legal field or with entrepreneurs period that we love. And I, you know, that was another thought I wasn't aware of. I'm thinking I'm supposed to be busy. That's what success looks like. That was a lie. That was a lie. (laughs) You can be successful. And if you want to be busy, hey, you also can structure your business so that you have the life you want. And that's how my business is structured now. To serve me, to serve my life, to serve my family, not to enslave me. Okay. And at that time, that's when I decided my emotions do not get a vote. 
okay? Nor do my naysayers. My emotions do not get a vote on how I conduct the business of my life and how I conduct myself, period. I do it based on objective evidence, based on wise counsel, and based on my prayer life with God. If you don't believe in God, that's, you know, hey, don't be offended. Fast forward past the part, but I'm a believer. And so that's something I wanted to share. You can't let your emotions have a vote. What you think, the thoughts that are running around in your head, the way you feel may not be based in reality. So when you, this is why every guru you will find, every book on success, I've read them all, I think, <laughs> pretty much all. I have, I, I mean, I'm quite sure I haven't, but all the big ones, you know what I'm saying. Everyone says to write it down. It even says in the Bible, my favorite book, <laughs> that you have to write it down your intentions and make them plain. So the writing down allows you to break down and digest, is this true or false? What does the evidence support? You know, in the Bible, there was a fig tree and Jesus saw it from afar. And when he got close, because I guess he was hungry, wanted some figs, the tree had no fruit and he cursed the tree because if you are supposed to be fruitful and you're not, you are out of balance. Something is wrong. Okay. I will know them by their fruit. So you have to analyze your results in your life. If you don't like the results, you can change them. You have to change your thoughts. You have to be aware of your thoughts. You're going to feel the fear. I wanted to really do this podcast and I feel very strongly about it because pretty much all my life, I think people have said to me that, I don't seem like I'm scared, like I'm outspoken. I'm not like shy uh, as far as like public speaking. And that's not true. <laughs> I, I think I've always mastered um, or valued what I'm trying to convey more than I'm crippled by the fear. So yes, I am. You know, I, I can be bold and, you know, I, but I'm scared a lot. You know, sales presentations, I'm scared closing arguments, I'm scared. Any situations that most human beings are maybe scared, I have been scared. The difference between myself and someone else who's maybe not living up to their full potential is I do it anyway. And I don't let the fear control me and paralyze me. I know that I have been made for a particular reason. I know that my time here is finite. I know that I want to positively impact people's lives while I am here. So I'm not going to let a feeling, a chemical reaction, okay, override my overall purpose in life. And neither should you. Neither should you, unicorn friend. Don't do that. So as I said, the the steps that you want to be doing to sort of be aware of your thought life is get a journal. We're all about low-hanging fruit. Notes in iPhone or whatever your phone of choice is good enough. And whatever reoccurring thoughts, just start to put them down to paper. What are you thinking about? And break it up by category. Okay, what are you thinking about your relationship? What are you thinking about food? You know, I'll, I'll give an example. I'm on a weight loss journey now. I've gained a little newly married um, pandemic weight. And just for health reasons, even though some people are like, oh, you look fine, just a little thick. I, you know, I want to lose more weight. I want to lose weight and be healthy. And so I'm on a health journey, but 
when I think about how I let myself, let's say, gain 15, 20 pounds, one of the lies that I think or fears that I have is how about if I work out, deprive myself, and I still don't lose weight. (laughs) And you know, that's a stinking thinking. That's a fear base. It, 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 it induces fear in me. And objectively, it's not true. Anytime in the past, I've, I've had some kind of health benefit, whether that's my heart rate has gone down, my resting heart rate, whether that's, you know, my blood pressure is beautiful. It usually is, but you know what I'm saying? Whether my energy is better, whether I just lose inches, I've always, you know, lost something, you know? So that isn't a true thought. Another stinking thinking I've heard other people have is, well, everybody in my family is big bone. Okay, well, maybe everybody in your family leads too big of portions. And maybe they don't like the gym a lot. You know, usually our families culturally, cult, when I say culture, the culture of the family we adopt of how large of portions we eat, how often we exercise, you know, things of that sort. And I'm quite sure I'm no expert, but I'm quite sure that genetics plays a role, but that's just a lie from the pits of hell that allows us not to be our highest level. It's a convenient thought to touch and agree with because it allows for us to do the easy thing and not necessarily the best thing for us. So I just want to give some examples. Let's do it when it comes to business. Well, I can't start a business. I don't have money. Well, I told you guys before, I didn't have a lot of money when I started my business. And there's lots of businesses who are doing extremely well and started with very little capital or no capital. So don't believe that lie. But here's another thing. You can Uber. You can get a second job. You can save up. Where there's a will, there's a way. So how bad do you want it? So instead of saying that, The better thought is, I am magnificently made. I am capable. If human being has done it, I can do it. Um, You know, if you make an extra hundred dollars a week across three months, you have more money than I had almost by double when I started. So it's about how bad you want it um, and what sacrifices you are willing to make. Don't believe these lies. Don't believe these self limiting beliefs. They're going to leave you stuck. They're going to leave you with lots of regrets in in the end. And we're not going to let that happen. Okay. And I really want to share with you guys to be intentional about self-talk. Another way of saying that is affirmations. Now, sometimes when people bring up the concept of affirmations, a lot of people feel like it's a little foo-foo-law. Well, we all have affirmations. Another way of saying an affirmation is just a thought that you are repeating over and over, right? So again, if you look at the results and you work backwards, you're going to know or you should have a suspicion of what that self-limiting thought process is. So if you've been having it, if something's in your spirit for a long time, start a business, start a business, and you haven't done that, there's a self-limiting belief you have to go ahead and reverse engineer that, okay? Because if it's not money, because you went on vacation or you bought somebody a PlayStation or something like that, and you could have started a business with that, then what is it? Are you afraid of failing? I want to share with you a quote that uh, 
that I really, really like. It's not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. There's no effort without error or shortcoming. I had to say that one again. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotion, who spends himself a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. Now, this is a quote by one of our former presidents, I believe. I know it's been made famous more recently by Elizabeth Gilbert, who I think is awesome. Her book, Daring Greatly, I haven't read it in its entirety. I did start reading it a while back, but I've always loved that quote. I'm a history buff. Love it, love it, love it. Read the book and it's awesome book. Haven't gotten through the whole thing, but it's an awesome book. But let's talk about that quote, okay? (laughs) It's to be in the arena, okay, is the point of life. It's exciting, but it does not come without a cost. You have to be authentic. You have to be willing to do it afraid. You have to be willing to be spoken about by family and people you don't know. But what's going to allow you to be able to withstand criticism and what's going to empower you to get in the arena is what relationship you have with yourself. What is your self-talk? You should not get validation externally. You have to get it from within. So understand that the the new level, new devil, as they say in church, right? So you want to make sure that for your next level, you're even more mentally strong because it's going to be stronger devils on that next level. I told you guys I shared in episode one, okay, taking up space, having the courage to live bigly about that show alone. I'm going to segue a little bit back into that show alone. Really quickly, Alone is a reality TV show where 10 contestants um, who are survival specialists or at least are interested in that field, they are placed in remote places, the Arctic, South America, Vancouver Island, and they can take 10 items, a sleeping bag, and like one or two change of clothes, and they are left with the wild animals to survive. And whoever um, is the last man or woman standing is the winner of $500,000. And I believe one season it was a million dollars. I love, love, love that show. I binge watched like two seasons in a week because there's so many metaphors for life. It's awesome. Um, But please listen to episode one, watch the show if you're into that kind of thing. However, I thought it was so interesting. And this is the season... I think there's two seasons in the Arctic. In one of the seasons, I can't recall the particular season, the guy who ultimately won, he was able to achieve what everybody or most people seek to achieve. He had killed a big animal. I don't know, was it a moose or whatever it was, an elk, 
But like, that's what everyone is striving to do because that eliminates the issue of starvation or you would think, right? And he was able to do that. And I was like, so excited for him. I'm like, oh, he's not going to be worried about food anymore. He's set. Because it was, it was kind of like midway or towards the end. So I thought, oh, he's good. Now, him hunting and killing successfully that game, which is like, oh, you're a big man on campus. He had a new level. He had a new devil. Because now he had to figure out how to keep the food from spoiling how to keep the food from predators, like bears coming into his camp. I don't know if it was pumas and, you know, all of the things. And so he had the, he smoked some of the meat in his camp. And then he had erected a a tower, tower of sorts and had the meat hanging. And at, at one point, I forget some animal or group, you know, wolves came in and ate his meat. And I was like, isn't this something he was able to get to another level. And yes, he had good problems, as I like to say, but he had a lot of them. And it cost him a lot of brain space trying to think of being creative, right? So and I, as I said in the last episode, even notwithstanding the fact that he didn't have to worry about protein, he was still losing a ridiculous amount of weight because he wasn't getting the right... Um, nutrients that his body needed. So it was just so interesting. And the same is true. If you're listening to this podcast and you have a business and you're interested in your business making the first six figures or whatever you need, right? Remember what you need for whatever your financial goal is or your first client, your first $1 bill, whatever your goal is, and you have been struggling, this is what I know for sure. You need to change your thinking. You need to join community. You need to get coaching if necessary. But I always think go for the low-hanging fruit. Podcasts such as this. There's a lot of other awesome podcasts. Books, okay? Books, books, books. And also just start by examining your thoughts and renewing your thoughts. First way to do that is to affirm the thoughts that you want to have versus the thoughts you are having. And again, how do you know the thoughts you're having? Your results, your fruit. The results do not lie, right? So if your thoughts are, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I don't have discipline. This could be in starting a business or taking the business to the next level or being a public you know, speaker, whatever, dating, whatever, you're, you know, that you're not doing, that you really want to do, that you keep on thinking about, that won't shake you, but you're too scared. If there's some stinking thinking, let's say this is the stinking thinking, then you would just simply choose thoughts that contradict the stinking thinking. So let's say I'm not good enough. I am beautifully made. I am made for such a time like this. I'm not smart enough. I'm brilliant. I'm intelligent. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things, okay, with the current ability level that I have. You would just make a thought that contradicts your stinking thinking and you would meditate on it. Meditate does not have to be foo-foo law. You can just simply in the shower, repeat it over and over and over. On your walk, you can repeat it over and over and over. At night when you're praying, you can repeat it over and over and over. And you will start to believe it. Your life will change. I promise you. This is not foo-foo Anything that I tell you, I have done and it is working for me. Okay? Remember what I said. It's in the, in the Bible. I will know them by 
their fruit. So don't be like the fig tree. Okay, we are made to be prosperous. We're made to all the dreams that we have for them to come true to some extent. Okay, and that is my hope and prayer for you. So with love and light, that's what I'm giving you this week. That's the little homework assignment. Low-hanging fruit in your notebook, in your phone. Just write some thoughts that you're having or just, just write the fruit you have. So right now, I'm 30 pounds overweight. That would just be one fruit. Right now, my business is $10,000 short. I'm not talking about me personally. I'm just saying in general, $10,000 short a month of the goals I want. Right now, um, my relationship is going well, so that's okay. I'm just making it up, whatever is going on with you. Right now, I'm not reading the Bible every day. Okay, so then you would look at your fruit. What does your bank account say? What does the scale say? What does your satisfaction say? Your body will let you know if it's happy, if it's satisfied. And then reverse engineer from there. So let's say the weight one. Okay, so you would start to say, what is the belief that I have? Why am I not going to gym? It could be the the busy lie. (laughs) I'm too busy. Well, do a time audit. (laughs) Are you busy for watching three hours of Netflix a night? Yep, I said it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's be honest. Let's let's evaluate the fruit, the results. Let's reverse engineer. Let's make new affirmations. So every day you're going to say, no, I have two hours a day. And with those hours, I'm going to put a reminder on my phone. I'm going to put it in my calendar that those two hours is when I'm going to look at new marketing strategies. Or I'm going to take an online course that's going to help me um, increase my business. Or I'm going to walk every day after dinner. Low-hanging fruit. I'm no longer drinking soda. Okay, I'm cutting sugar in half. Okay, I'm not going to get testy and argumentative with my significant other because I want peace in my home. (laughs) And you only can control yourself. Okay, so that is the homework assignment, unicorns. I'm so glad. So I missed you guys. So I'm going to see you guys next week. And you know what I want you guys to do? Let's go get them, unicorns. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. Unicorns.